Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Well, I'm sure you're like me. It's Christmas, and you're getting a lot of Christmas cards and as I read through these cards, and it's a great message, but predominantly the message is peace on earth, joy to the world. I bring you good tidings, and that is the message, and particularly this year, the 2020 year that all of us has experienced, experienced some very trying times, and in a nation, we're still experiencing some trying times. But God wants us to know that truly, even in the midst of these circumstances, even in the midst of these times, we can have peace on earth. There truly is joy to the world. And he has brought good tidings. He's brought good news to us. And God wants us to know that. Well, that's the message. And we hear it. We hear the message. We read the message. But what I want to ask, are we experiencing the message? And then beyond that, are we being a part of delivering the message? Can God look to us and say, you know what? There's peace in their heart. You know what? They truly are walking with the joy of the Lord. And then knowing that, God would look at us and say, I can use them to take this message. So, we're all going to be gathering for Christmas. Many of us will be gathering around the table, having a meal with family and fellowshipping, and that will be fun and there'll be lots of good food. Then we'll be gathering, exchanging gifts. I know at our house we always have one night where we exchange Christmas stockings with each family member. Then we, on Christmas Day, we gather in the living room and we exchange gifts with one another. So we gather for the gift-giving experience. And also for some of us, and we gather at church for a candlelight service around Christmas. So there's a lot of gathering. We're coming together. But I want to ask you to determine before you gather, whether it's for the meal, gift-giving, church, where you experience church service to remember the birth of Christ, I want you to determine where will you sit. When you gather together, where will you sit? Now, hang in there and listen to me. I was looking back at the Christmas story and reading back in the book of Luke again and looking at just when Jesus was born and the response of the people and how they responded to the birth of the Savior. And in Luke 2, I want to read this to you. And then I really saw a message for us in this that I want to share. In Luke 2, and it says in verse 7, it tells us that Mary brought forth the firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In verse 8, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields. Hey, just ordinary people keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. I want you to hang on to that word, all For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And listen, now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. Looking at this, first we see the shepherds, the people, they were out in the field. They had a heavenly experience. What was this? The angel came to them. And what did the angel do? The angel came to them and brought good tidings. They brought them good tidings of joy. You know, and shepherds, they, they had a pretty rough life. And even in the midst of it, they brought joy to the shepherds. In the midst of a hard life, God wants to bring joy to your heart. But look, the angels also brought peace to them because they said, hey, don't be afraid. We're bringing peace to you. But they're bringing good news. It says we're bringing good news to you. What that good news was, it was going to give them hope. God wants us to know that this child This child that is known to all of us, he's the child that can bring joy to us. He's the joy that can bring peace and good news. Even in 2020, of all the things that we've encountered, the restrictions that we've had to live within, all the adjustments that we've made in our lives for this year, and and possibly many of you going through sicknesses and emotional challenges from this sickness, The heavenly news is good. It is good news. It is joy. It is peace. And so these shepherds, they had a heavenly experience. Now, if you don't see it, it may be that you've gotten out of your heavenly seat and you need a fresh encounter with God. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, in Ephesians, in the second chapter of Ephesians, Paul tells the church that, hey, When you got saved, you got seated in the heavenlies. Why? So that you can be everything that God wants you to be. And you can experience the life of Christ through you. Because you've been called to be his workmanship. And so in Ephesians 2, it says in verse 6, that Christ, he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward in Jesus Christ. Because Christ is a gift to us. And so when you got saved, spiritually, you were raised up and seated in heavenly places. 
And so God's heart is for us to stay in our heavenly seat. And when we stay in our heavenly seat, we have access to everything around the throne of God. We have access to the peace of God. We can rule and reign in the peace of God. We can truly have a joy, an abundant joy. We can truly have all of the treasures of heaven when we stay in our heavenly seat. And then simply we're his workmanship. We just simply walk it out here on earth. And so here in the Christmas story, I see this where God brings heaven down here on earth and he visits the shepherds in the midst of the story through an angel to give them a message to bring them what? The peace out of heaven down here on earth to put peace into their life so they would not be afraid, to bring great joy to them, to bring good tidings to them so that they would be of good cheer. They would have a glad heart. And when the heavenly experience happened through this angel, it awakened something within those shepherds, the heart of those shepherds. And then the next heavenly experience they had was there when it said, all of a sudden, a heavenly multitude broke out with this angel and they began to praise God by saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men so these shepherds had a heavenly experience you know when you got saved you had a heavenly experience and as I said in that heavenly experience is peace and joy a good message a place where we need to stay. God wants us to stay in our heavenly seat. And so these shepherds, when this heavenly experience come upon them, they took that heavenly experience and they went out and made an earthly impact with people. Why? Because they had seen Jesus. They had experienced Jesus. They had a fresh encounter of Jesus through this heavenly host that had come upon them because it says they went out and they took this message, what they had seen, they took that message and they shared it with people. In other words, what was given to them because of the encounter they had with Jesus, the heavenly encounter, they then went and took it. It said they made it widely known. So what a message for us during this Christmas season See, we need to decide where we're going to sit. And I believe God wants to make sure that we have a heavenly encounter by staying in our heavenly seat. And we stay in that heavenly seat where we can encounter all the things of God around us. As we experience this, we can be ready to make an earthly impact with everyone around us, whether we're around the, the, the table, having a meal, in our heavenly seat, sitting here in our earthly chair, we can bring peace around that table. Why? Because we've had a heavenly experience. We've been in our heavenly seat. We can truly bring joy where there may be a temptation for disharmony. Why? Because we've been in our heavenly seat and we can truly bring a good message. Good things will come from our lips. We will say good things, blessings, Things that will lift up, not tear down. Things that will edify. Things that will encourage the heart. Things that will last and linger on to make people know just how you enjoyed being with them. Why? Because you've been in your heavenly seat. And in that heavenly seat is where now we can bring to earth 
a message that can change and transform the atmosphere around us. Now, I don't want to just tell you that and say, hey, that's what we should do. Because we see, hey, that's what the shepherds did. They had a heavenly experience and they went out and made an earthly impact. And which is what I want us to do. But I want to help you to see how to do that. And perhaps you're out of your heavenly seat. You don't have a lot of joy right now. You don't feel a lot of peace. You're under a lot of pressure. You're anxious. A lot of things going on. A lot of things to get done. And you don't know how to get in that heavenly seat. Here's what I want to help you. Here's how I want to help you. As you get in that heavenly seat, the good thing about getting up into your heavenly seat is you have a good view. That's where you get God's perspective of what's happening. God's perspective of how he wants to use you like he used the shepherds is God's perspective on what is really going on in the hearts of the people around you. Because see, when you've got God's perspective, the people that you gather with, the people that you sit with at this Christmas time, God can allow you to see right through what they're saying what's on their face, and God can allow you to see their heart so that when you speak, when you bring a message, it will bring peace and joy because you can speak to their heart. So in this heavenly seat, you get a heavenly view. You get God's view, God's perspective of what's going on. And then in this heavenly seat, you are lifted up above chaos. You're lifted up above fear. You're lifted up above disharmony. You're lifted up above jealousy and bitterness and all these things that have a tendency at this time of the year to creep in when we gather. You are now lifted up above that because around God's throne, it's all complete harmony. Everything's in order. There's no fear. There's a total peace in the heart of people. There's no chaos. There's rest. There's no anxiousness. It's total calmness. There's no envy. It's total contentment in the heart. And so in your heavenly seat, you're lifted up above all of this. And you've got a fresh view. And then scripture says in Ephesians 1, chapter 1, it says that when Jesus was lifted up, it put all principalities and powers under his feet. Do you know in your heavenly seat, that's when you put the enemy under your feet? The enemy that would come to try to discourage you, the enemy that would come to try to overwhelm you, get you overworked, get you cattywampused, as I like to say, things out of order, the enemy that would try to attack you, that you're not doing it good enough, the enemy that bring all these things to try to bring disharmony and separation and division. He is under your feet when you are in your heavenly seat. And you say, well, that's exactly where I, I need to be. That's where I want to be. But right now you recognize, hey, I've lost my peace. I've been anxious. Some of you may be thinking, I absolutely dread Christmas because of all the work, all the chaos, all the disharmony, all the confusion. Hey, that's from all from the enemy. So that is a red flag. You need to stop and get in your heavenly seat. And how do you do that? You just got to come to God. You just stop everything and you say, God, I confess. I confess I am out of my seat. I have gotten out of my heavenly seat where there's perfect peace, perfect harmony. And so, God, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? Whatever it was 
that caused you to lose your peace, to get out of order, bring the confusion, to be fearful, whatever it was, come back in line with the heart of God and confess it. And then, hey, ask God to forgive you. Hey, forgive yourself. And then receive God's forgiveness. This is so important. This is why Jesus came. is so that we could be forgiven and be reconciled back to the Father and be in fellowship with Him where we could experience this joy and peace with God every day. Not just Christmas, but every day. In fact, this is fresh on my mind because I've just this week been working on writing a lesson on forgiveness and remembering what the Word says about forgiveness and, and how God truly does forgive us when we recognize we've fallen short of His glory. We come back to Him, not because we deserve it, but because He is merciful. He is ready to extend His forgiveness. And so we forgive ourselves. God forgives us, and then we receive that forgiveness. And so I, I know in writing this discipleship lesson, which is a part of the online discipleship, we have to know the truth but then we need to put the truth on us. We need to walk that truth. And so in that lesson, I was writing them how we do that, what that looks like. And it's not based on many times the physical. It's the heavenly experience. It's being in that heavenly receipt and receiving God's forgiveness. And so when you confess it, you line your heart up with God. You ask God to forgive you. And you get right back around that throne in that heavenly seat. And you ask God to cover you with the blood of Jesus because you want to be protected because now the enemy's under your feet. And he is the one that is defeated. And I want to add right here. I'm sitting here. I'm reminded one of the first things that I learned. I mean, when I sold out to God, and this is probably 35 years ago, living in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and just sold out to God. One of the things that I learned in my spiritual journey early on was that any time that I felt like that the situation was out of control, I was losing my peace, things began to be confusing, there was chaos around me, the first thing to do is just stop and remove myself. Remove myself from the, even if I didn't know what I was going to do, didn't know the answer, just remove yourself. Just, just remove. Because if not, I would mess up. I would make wrong decisions. I would say something that I didn't need to say. My heart would go places that it didn't need to go. My mind would start to think things that I didn't need to think. And so I needed to stop, remove myself from the confusion and the chaos and all the things that were trying to divide me, and stop and seek God and say, God, what do I do? I remember a um, wonderful friend in Tuscaloosa that taught me that there'll be times that when you, you gather and you're around people and things just really get out of hand and you know the enemy is trying to bring division and separation and yet you know, you know what God's Word says, that you need to stand on the word, you need to put the enemy under your feet. She would tell me there are times you remove yourself, you may have to run to the bathroom and shut the bathroom door. What was that? Hey, to get away from the crowd, get away from the gathering and cry out to God. You may just have to, hey, this Christmas, this time of gathering, you may have to remove yourself, excuse yourself and go to another room. And what do you do? You just remove yourself, get on your face before God, you pray, 
You get in a supernatural posture before God. And you bring your heart before God so that he can supernaturally put you back in your heavenly seat. And you purpose, you purpose that you're going to have your peace restored. And you purpose that you're going to bring good tidings. Hey, you're going to be a good message. You're going to have a good voice. In fact, I can recall just some months ago, I had to do this very thing. I was losing my peace. I was thinking thoughts that I didn't need to be thinking. I was believing the lies of the enemy. And I tell you, it stole my joy. I mean, there was no peace in my heart. And I was running around with my own direction just trying to fix fix a situation that had really gotten out of hand. Someone had really made me feel unworthy, as if I had no voice. I was lesser than, not good enough. And, you know... Whether that was a perception or not, hey, I still believed it. I believed it. And it was really messing up my thinking and my behavior and my attitude and everything was cattywampused. And immediately I knew what I had to do. I recognized that that was from the enemy. And so the first thing I did was I had to remove myself from the crowd. I had to remove myself from the people. And as I removed myself, I sought God's forgiveness. What? From believing those lies? No one had said that to me. But there was a perception by the behavior of people. And so I began to believe those lies. Oh, you're just a nobody, Joe. You don't have a voice. Your voice is not worthy. You are lesser than these people. You don't need to say anything. And so I had to ask God to forgive me for believing those lies. And then I had to forgive myself for falling into that trap. And beginning, almost slipping into a woe is me. And then what I had to do was I had to put the word on me. I had to clothe me with the word. Just as you get up in the morning, you dress yourself and you put on your clothes and you're dressed and prepared for the day. I had to then clothe myself so I would be prepared to walk in the peace of God, the peace that passes all understanding, that I would not be anxious, that I would know that I was accepted in the beloved, and that I knew that God loved me with an everlasting love. And I knew that there was nothing that I had ever done, there was nothing that I would ever do that would separate me from the love of God. Yes, I may sin and fall short of God's glory, but in the pure heart, God would receive me as I would seek forgiveness, but God wouldn't stop loving me. And so in the midst of this, as I sought forgiveness, I put the word, I put those words on me. I clothed myself with them. And in Psalm 93 and also in Psalm 104, it tells us what the clothes that God wears. God wears clothes too. He's clothed with honor. He's clothed with strength. He's clothed with glory. What is that? Everything God is, all the perfection and the excellence and the light, the marvelous light, God clothes himself with that. And so what I had to do was clothe myself. God, I want to put on honor. And God, in my humility, you said you would bring honor. And God, I put on that you are my strength. So I put the word on me. And so what do you do? You dress yourself with the Word of God, and then you believe it. 
You believe what God says about you. And then you can go back into the circumstance. And now you can be a peacemaker. And now you walk with hope. And now you walk with the light of his countenance on you. Why? Because that's what's in your heart. You've been clothed with that. And now you can bring good news. You can truly be his messenger as the shepherds now had this heavenly experience and they went out into the world and widely brought good news to the people. Now that you are clothed because you've been in your heavenly place and got in your heavenly seat and clothed with your heavenly clothes, now you can truly be the message for this season, regardless of what is happening. So as you get ready to gather for Christmas, will you determine ahead of time that you're going to be in your heavenly seat? And in your heavenly seat, you're going to reflect nothing but the glory of the Lord. You're going to speak words that are going to edify. Because in the heavenly seat, you speak the words, you speak heavenly words. In your heavenly seat, Your heart is set on heavenly things, the will of God. And in your heavenly seat is where you truly have the peace that passes all understanding. And so when you take the message to those that you gather with and you're in your heavenly seat, you can impact the world around you, impact your family, impact your friends, impact the lost, impact them, not because you are perfect, but because you have had a heavenly experience. You're around the throne of God. And whatever is around the throne of God that you need, God gives you access to. But he gives you access so you can experience it and you can share it. So as we end today, I want to speak a blessing over you. I bless you. I bless you in the Lord. I bless you with the word of the Lord that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And God brings peace on earth to you today. God clothes you with his glory, with his honor, with his majesty, because you are worthy, because you have value to God. And God loves being with you. And may God grant you much life, much favor, and may God provide his great care from this day forth and forevermore. And you experience the peace and the love of God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.